0: Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here's Pastor Ramirez. In Isaiah, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to go back to Isaiah to start our message this morning, and we're going to read... Chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9. And it says in verse 6 For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. It says here in verse 6 And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you again for allowing us to be here. And this morning as we focus on your word, uh, please open it up to us so we can get a good understanding and I pray, Lord, you'll provide some teaching for us today that we can apply to our hearts and to our lives and we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, The title of this message is The Everlasting Father for a Dying World, Everlasting Father for a Dying World. You know, uh, that's something I think that we don't like to think of around Christmas time, but that's something that is there. Um, You know... We want to enjoy life, but we always know or understand that there is death in this world today. But you see, when we think of Christ, that's what he came to take care of. He came to give us everlasting life. And so this morning, we're going to talk about the everlasting Father. That's one of the titles given to him. And I do want to clarify something before I go too much further. Uh, This this verse is referring to the Messiah. It's referring to to Jesus Christ who fulfilled... Uh, not only this verse but the other verses he is the son of God and there are some who will read this verse and say well wait a minute how does it uh, tie into him being the father because you know throughout the gospels he made it very clear Uh, there's a distinction between him and God the father well here's the understanding we get here this is a title given to Christ it's not referring to him as God the father it's referring to him as what we would call the father or founder of something which is eternal life everlasting life Let me give you a few examples. You know, Adam, the first man, is often referred to as the father of mankind. He's the first one. He's the founder. He's the first man. Uh, Abraham uh, is often in scriptures, and even today, referred to as the father of the Jews, is who he's referred to as. Uh, He's the first or the founder, uh, so to speak. Well, even in our everyday language, our our culture today, this phrase is found. I'll give you two examples. Uh, One, as far as our country People refer to those that started it as the founding fathers. Uh, They refer to the founding fathers of our country. Those who were involved in the founding of our country are the founding fathers. And that term is just used as a a founder or as a leader. One other one, I'll give you one more. Uh, Abner Doubleday is considered the father of baseball. People say that he's the one who invented it. Whether he did or not, that's the title he has as the founder of baseball. So when you think about that, that's what we have here. Jesus Christ being, it says here, the everlasting father in other words he's the father of everlasting life the founder the giver of everlasting life and this is important because we want to have life we want to know that we can live forever and so this morning i have three thoughts that i'm going to give to you we're going to talk about the fact that uh, everlasting life or eternal life is in his possession it is christ to give and only his to give okay nobody else has this power to give you life only christ has this power Uh, And then secondly, we're going to talk about the fact that as far as his presence is everlasting. uh, He's eternal. He's an eternal uh, not only being, but he's there with us forever. And then the third one, we'll talk about his power and how he has the power to not only give someone life, but to keep that life forever. And that's the power he has. And so let's consider this this morning. I have uh, uh, two thoughts. Uh, We'll run down this uh, as we start here on uh, his possession. First, here's the concern, okay? And I kind of mentioned it at the very beginning, but let me talk about it again. We live, first off, in a world of change. How many of you have had your lives changed in the past year? Uh, I imagine if you look back from last year, this exact date, you probably say, "Well, there's been a lot of change in my life. Just a lot of things." Now, some of the things you may have seen coming, but then there are some things you didn't see coming. They just—it just, we, part of this world that we live in, a lot of changed. Someone put it this way: "What's in today is out tomorrow." Uh, you know, next year at this time, I could probably make the same statement. We'd all say the same thing. Yeah, I've had a lot of change in my life. And, and we also change as we grow older. You know, our perspective changes on life. Our thoughts change. Our attitude change. Uh, you know, there's some scriptures that... The scriptures don't change, by the way. God's word is, is true. It's there. But our understanding of it may change. What I mean by that is there's some scriptures that I read now as a, as a husband and as a dad... That means a whole lot more to me before I became a husband or dad. Now these have a whole new meaning. It's a perspective that's changed, my perspective. And so as we mature physically, but also in the Lord, our understanding is going to change. We're going to grow in God. Another thought on this is this world obviously changes, but this world's also temporary. You know, this world's not going to last forever. Uh, one thing is certain, we're not going to be here forever, as far as this earth. Uh, let's turn over to 1 John chapter 2. Let me show you a verse here. On this, 1 John chapter 2. And verses 16 and 17. Well, I'm going to go back one verse. because It's important to see the, the like I guess the main teaching here of why we find these. Verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then verse 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God, abideth forever. Notice he says, the world passeth away. It's going to be gone. Now, let's consider that for a moment. Do you know people come and go? Where are the famous pharaohs of Egypt? Now, some of them, their bodies were mummified, but they're gone. Uh, they, they've come and gone. How about the seizures of Rome? You know, they served their time and they moved on. You know, even our presidents come and go. You know, our leaders of our country will come and go. Empires come and go. Think of the Babylonian Empire. We read in the scriptures, at one time it was great, magnificent. Now it's nothing but ruins. Uh, the Greek Empire, at one time, same thing, magnificent. Now, many of the cities still remain, but the power of that empire is gone. The Roman Empire may have been the most powerful, at least dominating empire in the history of mankind. Uh, It's been dispersed. The power is gone. You see, empires come and go. How about churches? Churches come and go. Uh, The first church of Jerusalem. Powerful church, mighty church, but it's gone today. Now, there might be a church in Jerusalem still today, but it's not that same church. Church at Antioch. You can name some of the others. You know, our church is nearing 100 years old. Isn't that a blessing, 100 years old? But I'm going to make a statement here, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. I don't think anybody's left from that first service when they met 100 years ago. I didn't think I was wrong, so I wanted to make sure. Uh, but you know, that church, the church met, and they were blessed. But you know, those members and the pastor, uh, they're with the Lord now today. They served God. They were faithful. Now we're here today. You see, the the point I'm making is, that's the concern often is that, you know, things change. People come and go. That can either be discouraging at times or or lead us to think, well, what's the point? Well, here's the the second thought and that's the comfort we find here. Here's the comfort, okay? We want to live forever, right? I think deep down inside, everyone understands that there's something out there beyond death. Uh, Now, some that reject God, Even they are looking for something. That's why they go off and search into space or try to find something else because deep down inside they know they've been made eternally. There's something there. You know, we're all going to live forever at some point whether it's life with Christ or separated from God and in eternity without God. But deep down inside, I think everyone has that that understanding that, that, that we're made that way. The world has no answer. The Bible does. And that's Christ. Everlasting life. John chapter 11. If you want to turn over with me to John chapter 11. Let me just show you what the Bible has to say here. About that. John chapter 11. And I want to begin reading in verse 25. And verse 26 here. Jesus said unto her. This is him talking to Martha. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Now think about that. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he asks her, do you believe that? You see, that's a question I can put to you this morning. Believest thou this? Do you believe that if you put your faith in Christ, you have eternal life? See, that's where the faith comes in. But that's why Christ came. To give eternal life. Everlasting life. To be the father of eternal life. To be the founder. To be the one who gives eternal life. Because he himself has life. He can give life to those that believe on him. And that's my thought. I want to, before we move on, just just challenge you with this morning. Make sure you have that life from Christ. And you say, Pastor, how do I have that life? Well, you've got to make sure, first off, to have it, you have to receive it from the correct source. There's no church in this world that can give you life. I tell you, pastors can preach sermons, we can teach classes, we can have great activities and ministries. It doesn't matter if a church is running 10,000 or 10 people. There is no church in this world that can give you life. We can point you to the one who does, though. And that's Jesus Christ. You see, life comes from Him. It's putting your faith in Him. Believing on Christ for salvation. Understanding you've sinned against God. Repentance is a change of mind. It's a change of mind towards your sin. Understanding, hey, sin is real. It's not just something that is, oh, that's not too bad. No, sin is, is real. It's against God. So you, repentance is an understanding, a change of mind towards sin, a change of mind towards yourself where you realize, I'm a sinner. Uh, not, my neighbor's a sinner. Yeah, definitely my neighbor. No, I'm a sinner. And then a change of mind towards God. God's not evil or wicked. God's good. He sent his son so I can be saved. And that's what repentance is. is a change of mind and then turning to God. Turning to God from your sin. Accepting God through Jesus Christ as your Savior. This morning, I hope and pray you're saved. See, and then the faith comes in. Believe in your heart. That's where the faith comes in. So make sure you're saved. Make sure you've trusted Christ as your Savior. That's probably the most important thing here this morning, making sure that you're saved. And afterwards, you have that eternal life because you're with Christ. And so what we find here is that's the comfort of knowing we have an eternal Father, an everlasting Father, because we can be saved. Here's my second point here this morning, and that's the presence of an everlasting Father. The presence of of someone who is eternal in, in your life today. You know, when we think of a father, and that's the, the word here, a founder or a father, uh, we think of someone who is a leader, so to speak, someone who has led the way, someone who has set a standard, uh, someone who is giving direction, someone who is providing. Well, let me give you just a few thoughts on, I put the relationship with Christ as a father. Because, you know, Christ cares for you this morning. He cares for you. He, he, he cares for your soul. He cares for your heart. He cares whether you're going through a difficult time or not. He understands and he cares for your life. He's a personal God. And let me give you a few thoughts here this morning on how Christ provides. And how maybe this morning someone needs this. How Christ can provide for them. You know, uh, he provides just like a father would provide. Uh, one of the blessings I had growing up, I had a dad who provided. Now, he didn't give me everything I wanted. I can tell you that. There were a lot of times uh, he didn't give me what I wanted. Uh, and, but he provided He made sure there was food on the table, made sure there was clothes, made sure we had a house to live in. He he provided. That's what God does. He provides. You know what it says about Jesus Christ in Philippians four nineteen? But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know what we find there? Is God will provide through Christ. Just as a Father provides, Christ is how we receive provisions. Also, a Father will protect. A Father will protect. Well, you know, Jesus protects as well. Uh, we find in Hebrews 13.5, he says, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's right there. You know, I think of a dad. A dad's there to provide protection when needed. Whether it's protection crossing the street. You know, you see these little toddlers think they they, they think they can go anywhere they want. And they think they have it all figured out. They have no idea what's out there. Yet a, a father will guide and protect. It'll, the father will be there for them. You know Christ is there for you. All right. We talked about a world to change. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know the Lord is going to be with me. You may not know what's going to happen this week, but you know God will be with you if you're saved. He's, he's an eternal, everlasting Father. Uh, how about this? How about instruction? You know, a father will instruct. A father will instruct children. Well, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30, uh, it says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom. You know, if you want wisdom... You have it right there, Christ Jesus. Now, wisdom is the, what we call the correct application of knowledge. In other words, you can have all the knowledge, but if you don't know how to use it, it's almost worthless. Wisdom is the ability to use that knowledge, and that's what Christ is to us. He gives us the ability to make correct choices in life, which we have every single day. You've got decisions you got to make. They might be personal ones. They may be decisions in your relationships. Maybe decisions at work. And you want to make the right ones. You don't want to make the wrong decisions. Well, with Christ, you can make those right decisions. Let me give you an example. I'll just give you an example of a work decision. Uh, you know, you may have a day where things just don't go right. You know, you've probably been there. You say, man, that's just been a difficult day. Or a difficult week. And there may be moments you may just want to speak your mind. All right? You just want to say what you feel. But then you slow down and say, well, maybe I shouldn't say what I feel. Or at least to that person uh, who can, you know, take my job away if they wanted to. And that's what you do. You go to Christ. You pray. Say, Lord, give me the wisdom. Not only help me get through this day, but, but help me to say the right words at the right time. Help me to say the correct words so they come out the right way. You see, you seek Christ's wisdom. He, he's made unto us wisdom. Well, that can be applied to every area of your life. You see, that's what, what Christ does. He provides wisdom or instruction. Uh, here's another one. How about comfort? Uh, we need comfort. We need, we need God's comfort. And, and only, that's the comfort that only God can provide when your heart's hurting or when you're discouraged. The Bible tells us in John fourteen twenty seven. this is what Jesus said. He said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I unto you. Then he says, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This was his words, uh, in, in some of his final words to the apostles. He said, I'm going to give you my peace. Now, he knew what was coming. He knew that they were going to be tested. They knew they'd be tried. He knew they'd be tempted. Yet he told them, here's the peace I can give you. And then he said, don't be afraid. Don't let the world trouble you. Because I'm going to give you the peace you need. You know this morning, maybe that's what you need today. Maybe someone here, that's what they need in their heart. You need some peace. You need some comfort. Uh, And it's the peace and comfort that only God can give. Well, this morning, look to God for that. Ask Him for that comfort. Ask Him for that peace. Because He'll provide it like a Heavenly Father. Uh, Ask Christ to comfort your heart here this morning, because that's what Christ does. Uh, And then here's the the last one. He loves, as a father would love. The Bible tells us in John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Uh, You know, Jesus Christ laid down His life for you this morning. That just tells you how much He loves you. He laid down His life for you. So that way you could be saved. Uh, greater love. You, you'll not find greater love than that. Well, that's the love that we have in Christ. And, and so this morning, that's as far as a relationship, he's definitely provided as a father would. He's definitely providing every single day for those that believe on him. Uh, so I encourage you to find what you're looking for in Jesus Christ. Here's the second one. How about a relationship that lasts forever? Now, you think of that word forever. That's a long time. Forever. I mean, it continues on and on and on and on and on. Not just for today, not for tomorrow, not, not 100 years or 200 years. Even if it was just 500 years, wouldn't that be wonderful? But he says forever, forever. Hebrews thirteen 5. Uh, let's go over there. We'll turn over there this morning. Hebrews chapter 13. And in verse 5. It says here in verse 5: Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Uh, you know, those are, those are important words. That's an important promise. Christ's not going to leave you. Okay? He's not going to leave you when you're discouraged. He's not going to leave you when you're having a difficult time. He's not going to leave you when things aren't going well. He's not going to leave you. He's there for you. He remains. You can still talk to Him. You can still seek Him. He's still going to help you. And it says He's not going to forsake you. You know, in other words, He's not going to bail out on you. Uh, He's not going to be gone when you you need Him or need help from Him. You know, one of the illustrations I'll give you is, uh, and I know in, in our world, You know, I think there's some good people out there. Uh, I think the Lord's blessed us with good people. But even the best of people, I tell you what, they're people. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, uh, Brother Tim earlier talked about, asked if I ever got a call in the middle of the night. You know, those usually aren't good calls. But, you know, sometimes you can call someone and you might not be able to reach them. And it's not necessarily because they're upset at you or angered at you or don't care about you might be simply because they're a human being. I have turned my phone off after service, for services, and I forgot to turn it back on. And I look and say, oops, I missed a few calls. You don't ever have to worry about that with Jesus Christ. He's not going to miss your prayers. He's not going to miss your pleas. He's not going to miss your, your times when you, you need him, which is all the time. We need him. But he's there for you. He'll always be there for you. And that's the encouragement we have here this morning from an everlasting father. Someone who is always present, always there. So you don't have to live life by yourself. That's, that's the encouragement I'll give you this morning. You don't have to live life by yourself. You don't have to try to be independent out there. you got God with you. Rely upon him and trust him, knowing he'll guide and direct your life. Here's my third one this morning, and I'll share with you this morning. And this is the power of an everlasting father. The power of a father of everlasting. I have two thoughts. The expectation... Of this. And then I I put eternal king. Here's the expectation. You know. uh, The Jewish people. Here's what they were most concerned with. And uh, I probably say. I'd probably fall into this category too. It's easy to become concerned with the physical. And lose sight of the spiritual. Even the apostles were concerned with the physical. What I mean by this is. You know how many times they tried to make him king? Many times. And that's just what we have recorded. They tried to make him king. Not that he wasn't worthy. Because he was worthy. He is king of kings, lord of lords. But they were looking for what we would call an earthly king, a temporal king. Now let's just get a picture of this. You have Christ coming to earth, and he's already proven he can heal the sick. He can give those that, that are lame, that have never walked, the ability to walk. Those that can't see, he can open up their eyes. So he's produced great miracles. And then he's produced other great feats as far as feeding a multitude Providing all, you know, for their needs. Walking on water. Even raising the dead. Bringing him back to life. Of course they wanted him the king. Not only was he powerful and mighty. But guess what? He was kind and generous and compassionate. Talk about a perfect king. Has the ability to lead. Cares for people. Well the Jews wanted to make him their king. Right then and there. They were ready to crown him king. He often stepped away from it though. See, they were concerned with what we'd call the earthly things. They wanted him to to throw off the Roman Empire. To make their life wonderful. And they lost sight of the fact that he was there to die for their sins. He was there for a purpose. And then when we think of Christmas each year, I want to encourage you to remember that he was born so that way he could die for our sins. He was born to give up his life for us and he knew that that's why he came and he never lost sight of that never got sidetracked Uh, folks it would be easy to lose sight of that with all that was going on it would be easy to follow the crowd who who wanted to lift him up yet he never did he continued on towards the cross to carry out the work of salvation I tell you that's the power that he had see the world expected something else but he had enough power to say no this is what needs to be done and this is what I'm going to do now here's how we make this practical. Here, this one. You know, God has that same power today. He has that same power today. There have been times I look back in my life, and maybe someone here can think this. There are times I look back and I say, you know what? There were times I prayed for something that I dearly wanted. I dearly wanted, and I look back now, and I am so grateful God said no. I am so glad He said no. At the time, I wasn't. At the time, I was. Why is this happening? How come God's not opening this door up for me? How come he's not leading me here? How come he's not giving me this? But now I look back and I see it was for a reason. It was for a purpose. He had something else for me that I didn't know about or I didn't see. You see, God still has that power to say no. You see, God still will will look and say, no, it's not for you. It's not because he doesn't care. It's because he does care. He he wants you to have what he wants you to have, the best. And so we need to understand that, that as an eternal king or, or the everlasting father we may have our expectations but he always knows what's best for us and he always knows how to lead us in the correct way so that's what we trust in him and that's why we rely upon him and that leads me to my final thought of him being the eternal king you know let's go back to isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 because i want to read around the the verse we've been reading and show you a few things here isaiah chapter 5 or 9 excuse me verse 6 he says for unto us a child is born Now that's referring to the birth of Christ, the birth of Messiah. What we're celebrating this week here, our Christmas season, the birth of Jesus Christ. But then notice it says, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. That refers to authority, that refers to leadership, that refers to power. Okay, The eternal king, the eternal king, that's who he is. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And let's never lose sight of that. That he's an everlasting eternal king. Now let's go on down here. It says in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David. And upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment. With justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I tell you the more I read this the more I think no wonder the Jews wanted him to be their king. Because I tell you, there's a lot of corruption in our world today. Just like there was then. Wouldn't it be nice to have a a king who is honest? A king you could trust? A king who can't be bought off? Can't be bribed? A king who will always do what's right? Always do what's right for you and always do what's right? A king who will exercise judgment that's needed? A king who will provide? See, that's the kind of king Christ is. And no wonder they wanted a king. I mean, today, I'd want, to, I'd want a leader like that in our world today. But you see, that's for the future. That's on his return of Christ. You see, the, Re- the book of Revelation tells us he's going to return. That he's king of kings and lords of lords. Here's the point here this morning, though. There's going to be no end to his kingdom. Everlasting, eternal, no end. And that's what we have to look forward to this morning. An everlasting relationship with God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So here's how we're going to close this today. Okay? Here's how we're going to conclude this. When you think of everlasting or eternal, what do you think of? What do you think of? You know, I remember years back, and I don't know, I don't watch as much TV as I used to. Uh, I just I don't have many good shows as there seem to be. Or the way I like to put it, most of my teams that I root for aren't, aren't as good as they used to be either. They don't see me playing very well. So I don't watch as many of those games as I used to. But, There used to be a commercial, uh, you know, with that pink bunny that would come out, the battery, everlasting battery. And the whole, uh, I guess the theme of the commercial was the batteries would last forever. And that bunny would just keep on going and going and going. Uh, And I don't know if that's a a commercial anymore that's still around today or if that's a theme. But, you know, the whole thought was it'll last. It's going to last. You know, we like to think of things that are going to last. When people build buildings or houses, I'll tell you, they're going to to last. Uh, They're going to withstand. They're going to last forever. We like to think of things that will last, that are going to be lasting power. Well, this morning, in closing, Jesus Christ has lasting power. Okay? You put your faith in Him. You trust Him. He's not going to let you down. You're not going to have to look another place or another area, you know, a year from now or two years from now. He's going to give you life everlasting. He's going to be with you eternally he's going to be not only your god but he'll be your king and he'll guide you and direct you for the rest of your life not only here on earth but when you take your last breath and enter into eternity he's going to be there with you too and for eternity he'll be your everlasting father this morning hope pray you're saved that you put your faith in christ this christmas season let's give thanks for a savior who's everlasting and who gives everlasting life You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.